0: This is a 1984 flyer die podcast.
1: fly Podcast, episode 13, and I wish I would say what happened beforehand, but that'd be unprofessional on my part, because I we took an gotta L. You don't got to mention it. We don't we mention don't have it. have to mention it. We don't got to mention it, but it was a positive thing. A lot of positivity. Because I was in, the, I was really caught in the feeling, and I, yeah, whoo. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm here with the lovely Sabrine, and she's here with her videographer, Akil Ali. Got mm-hmm. it right in the first time. That's how I do it, man. <laughs> You know, she is an excellent, excellent young lady. You. Um, she celebrated her birthday last week. Uh, was it the 5th? 23rd. 23rd.
0: 23rd, hmm
1: Okay. Well, did she have a party last week? No, no, okay, yeah, 23rd of December? Yeah, 23rd of December.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. all right. I'm like, what? I thought it was
1: last Friday. All right, so, okay, cool. She had a birthday, tw- um, September 23rd. She's 21, and she's out here killing the game. On a major level. <laughs> you know, which, but the reason why I say that is because she's doing the work necessary to preserve the legacies of upcoming artists in the city. She has two podcasts. The one podcast I'm referring to is Soap on the Couch. First season is ladies only, all artists, musicians, visual artists, visionaries, whatever. Fits in that gamut of creation, mm-hmm. they're there. Uh, the second season um, has a few guys on it, but ladies will be on that one as well. Nice mm-hmm. uh, mixture, you know, it's integration of the, <laughs> of the genders, you know what I'm saying? Heterogeneous. But heterogeneous, but he is, yes. But you
0: can see that we're all homeo-genius <laughs> because we're all creative. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's, it's that ongoing theme. You know, shout out to Queen Latifah, ladies first, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, again, she inspires what I do, because I'm like, you know what? She's out here doing it, making things happen, telling and sharing stories, mm-hmm. which is what we all should be doing, yeah. you know? As, and the lovely young lady's name is Sabrine. Hi. Sabrine <laughs> is dope, and because I – so this is how it works out. It's like all these different degrees of separation that goes on. So one of my close homies is my homie Troy. I always mention him when his podcast because he's a dope dude. Mad Lad Trife. Okay. And via Troy, that's how I got put on to my main man Smutty, who was episode nine of the podcast.
0: Shout out to my guy. <laughs> Shout out to him. My guy.
1: <laughs> the dope dude. And
0: uh, little you on the scenery, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, a smut joiner, you know. And once I got to know him and listened to the podcast he was featured on as a co host, mm-hmm. her young lady on there, Miss Sabreen, here. So I dug into their podcast, which they um, he co hosts, and that podcast is titled uh, Slippery Slope, mm-hmm. which can also be found on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And once I went from Slippery Slope, I found myself. Listening to soap on the couch, and you were talking to these young creatives, and I felt the energy. It was vibrant, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I think that is super, super important and necessary that we have those platforms in this city, because we have many, many talented people here. We've always had talented people here. Right. You know, we have a long history of talent. You know, we have long history of creatives, of all sorts. Right. And it's beautiful to see that the the creative gene is being passed on and it's surviving in different ways. Right. We might not have, you know, the big names like we used to, like Gamble and Huff out here, but we have the blood. We have the lifeblood, the source, the soul. It's not going anywhere. It's still here. Right. You know? So I have you on here because – I want to know how you feel about everything. I want to know what you're thinking about. I want to know not all the moves, because you can never, ever, ever put all your moves on Front Street because right. people start <laughs> jacking the style. Right. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? But I do want people to know about your world, mm-hmm. okay? So let's talk about it. Sabrina, mm-hmm. where are you from? And who are you, okay?
0: Okay, so I'm Sabrine. Um, I'm from Philly, uh, but I was raised in Upper Darby my whole life. Um, Uh-oh.
1: Bougie out here, cuz. <laughs> no, Well, it ain't bougie right now, but back in the Upper Darby was, you know, it was, y'all had trees and whatnot, you know what I mean? Y'all had, <laughs> trees, had trees, soft dirt, you know what I mean? Dogs that was like below, like, Everybody had a little poodle. Yeah, it was nice, man, and the game changed, but continue
0: too. So I'm from Upper Darby. Um, Well, I lived I lived in Philly, uh, West Philly, till I was about four, five, something like that. And then my mom moved into Upper Darby area, and been there my whole life up until I graduated high school. And when I graduated high school, um, we moved to Germantown, because my mom only kept me in Upper Darby for schooling. Um, and then she wanted to move back into the city because she likes being close to downtown and like even though Germantown isn't close to downtown Mm -hmm. but she likes the city like aspect like she likes seeing neighbors that look like her and you know things of that nature my mom is a teacher so and she's a law teacher and stuff so she's big on being around people that look like her because she also likes to make sure her services are extended to people who look like her. So, um, so yeah, so that's about like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. What was the other?
1: And here's uh another important question. Uh-huh. Who are you?
0: Who am I? I am a 20 year old journalist. Um, I go to school 21. Oh my gosh. It's,
1: uh, Cause it's that, a week
0: ago. It was a week ago, so I'm so used to seeing a 20. I've
1: been there before. Uh, <laughs> I was 21 long time ago.
0: <laughs> so I'm a 21 year old journalist. Um, I go to Temple University. Um, I should be out there, John, in like a year, hopefully. Here to Philly, right there, right? Out yeah. right there, drawing. I should be out soon. Um, I, I'm a creative. I I wear multiple hats. Um. Depends by the day. Some days I'm like a food taster, and then some days I'm a writer. Some days I can play a videographer, and then majority of the time I'm a journalist. Nice. So it just depends. It depends on which role I got to be.
1: Right. and says she wears many hats, but today she's not wearing a hat. She's wearing headphones. I'm wearing uh-huh. headphones.
0: Oh y'all don't even understand how happy I am. <laughs> I don't have headphones in my studio. So like uh, this is like when you're like going to like school mm-hmm. and you forget that you left your headphones at home mm-hmm. and then you have to go through the rest of the day and you're like, "Damn, I like left my headphones." Uh, and then you're finally reunited with them. Like I don't want to take these off
1: you can wear them for the entire pocket. Oh my something.
0: gosh, thank you.
1: No doubt. Please enjoy the <laughs> the other uh, headphones, you know. This what is
0: saying? this is chivalry at its finest. Hey, yo. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> make
1: sure you know that you're that you're good
0: out here. You know, thank you. you. Y'all going to say you're taking good care of me. <laughs>
1: yo, make sure the guests are on point, you know? Um, so I think, yo, I'm I'm really glad that you're here, yo. Thank you. Because this hey, is the point, so. I, of course whenever I have a guest I, I do proper research cause you gotta do research on anybody that you're at your interviewing. Right. I went to her uh Instagram and I saw different pictures. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, not only is she someone like, you know, pushing the culture and she has a dope podcast, I'm like, she out here modeling too. No. <laughs> she, she on a tennis court with the with the look. <laughs> she, she on a step, she on the look, she, she in the grass, she she near, she near a tree with the look. With, like, the look? <laughs> with the look? I'm like, well, see out here, what, what the kids say? Uh, serving looks out here <laughs> in, the, in the streets. I'm like, god, damn! All right, cool. Cause you remind me of like, you know, too this is not gas, and this is just cause like I just so like seeing a lot in terms of like pop culture in my life. Uh-huh. Like and some of those looks that you had, you remind me of like some of those like some of the black models back in the 70s. Oh, yes,
0: thank you. Know you. What I'm that like, warms my heart. <laughs>
1: yo, if you see like, them old school Jet Mac, Joe Jet and like, them big-ass Ebony magazines yes, and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, back in the day. Back oh, in the day. God. You know what I'm saying? We at Malcolm like the Martin Luther King picture in the corner, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's his sister, like, boom. I'm like, that's her. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Out here serving them Ebony Jet looks from the 70s, y'all. Oh,
0: my God. Thank you. Thank no you. No doubt.
1: So, again, on your Instagram, Instagram Live, you mm-hmm. shared the story. And I was like, yo, when I see her, I got to get this story. I got to ask about this story. Okay. Because you talked about your journey. hmm About how you had this idea, how you wanted to do something for yourself. And here you are now, pushing towards having your own production company, right? Right. So please... Share with the listeners of the nineteen eighty four Fly or Die Podcast.
0: Fly or Die.
1: Fly or Die about your journey.
0: Okay. So um 2016, I moved out of my parents' house and I got an apartment on Temple campus. And while I was living in that apartment, I was like, I have to take advantage of the fact that I'm on my own. Cause like being in a house with your parents you can't have people really come through like how you might need them to like creative wise. I can't have people stay at my house till 2 a.m. Right. You know, we got curfews, you gotta go. Right. My mom, my mom will uh, uncle, uh, what's the uncle from Will Smith, uh, Fresh Prince?
1: Oh, they hit you with a Jazzy Jeff? She
0: will hit you with a Jazzy Jeff real quick. You gotta, ah. uh, you, you gotta go. Yeah. So um, while I was living in the apartment, I'm like, all right, let's get started on the company, and so um, at the time, I was working with a videographer named Marvin, and I met him through a girl I met at Moore College. Her name is Stevie, and Stevie um, is a visual artist, And she did like summer camp with him or something Mm -hmm. so she knew him very well and so she was like how about I link y'all two up together and he can like help do your visuals for um, your company and I was like cool because originally it wasn't supposed to be a podcast it was really supposed to be a YouTube channel and that's why I did like soap on the couch because you were gonna actually see a couch and stuff Mm -hmm. and so like um, we set up in the living room and he came through, and we did, like, a four-hour interview, me and this girl. And I didn't prepare really any questions. I think I maybe prepared about five questions. Mm-hmm. Just, like, real, like, general, like, so what do you do? um, What are you interested in? Where do you see yourself going in the future? Just real generic stuff, but then just due to conversation, I learned more about her, and I just kept going off the dome. And we did, like, a four-hour interview. And then at the end of the interview, we, like, tried to upload it on my computer and we peeped that we didn't have like the proper software to do all the things that i wanted to do with the actual video so i'm like all right so what can we do then like we just did a four like hour like interview and it was great like and i wouldn't do more of them so i'm like like what else can we do and he was just like um i'm on like he was like we're just gonna kind of sit on it a little bit and maybe we can like get the money to get the equipment And then we can come back and um like you know edit and stuff and i was like all right cool and then we just kind of like well he also went to a a school like he went away for school and i was going to school too so like we naturally just kind of like forgot about it due to like a lot of this other stuff that was going on in our lives Mm -hmm. but i was like i really want to start my company like i really want to start my company so then i started hanging out with a bunch of like creatives in the city. And we were going to do like a creative hug. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of took a little bit of time. And so I was like, I really need to get started on my company. Like, I was like, as much as I would love to like work with other people, I kind of just might have to go my own route. So then this year came up, and I got into a dorm room. And from the dorm room, um, me and Aquil started. Shout out to Aquil. Me and I cool started doing um, short films in my dorm room, and the first one we did was Chanel. First one we did was Chanel. Um, it was really impromptu; yeah. like we were just in my room, I think, smoking mm-hmm. and. We were just like, Frank Ocean dropped a new song. Like, we gotta do something. Right. <laughs> like, Frank Ocean dropped the new song. Cause this is when everybody was waiting for that album to like drop.
1: For the Blonde album to drop. And mm-hmm. nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Chanel mm-hmm. came. Am I getting my timeline right? Time, it
1: was a little mixed up. Blonde came out uh,
0: 2016, I believe. It did? I think But he was quiet again, though. He was quiet, he was quiet again. And, and they. And, it, right, it was a random single that just dropped out of nowhere in middle of the night. And so we were like, we got to do something. So then we did the Chanel video. And then from the Chanel video, we did um, the Pyramids video with my friend Shamira. Shout out to Shamira, baby girl Sham. Um, and then I went home for summer break. And while I was home, I'm like, all right, we started doing these videos. like. But I haven't interviewed people, and that's what I do. Like right. I'm a journalist. I need to interview. So I went to my job, and uh, I'm not gonna. Say, I don't know if I should say my job because I also just mentioned that I was smoking. Like yeah, let's keep it safe. So, I don't want you to get out of here. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so I went to my job, and my job was like, um, all right, like I wrote an initiative plan, mm-hmm. and the initiative plan was to get um, get. Get basically um, audio equipment so I can teach children in the community how to do audio. Um, So, the original plan was I was gonna have an open studio, and you can come in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and each day was gonna be catered towards a certain subject. And you can come in, record, and we were just gonna open like a large podcast where it would be multiple different podcasts, but under one branch. Nice. So um, from there, they gave me all my equipment. I got a studio space. And then they were taking a little bit long for all my equipment to come in. So I had two mics. I had my own personal laptop, and I had an interface. And I'm like, all right, at least I got this, so let's just do it. So then I like started like contacting like people in the city and was just I sent out invitations um, for all these women artists to come into the studio and record with me and that was the beginning of soap on the couch. Wow,
1: and you know from the names that I recognized, shout out to uh, Ken Lo. Yeah. I like what she's doing in the city because she's also uh, getting stories and creating a platform. And I also remember uh, Bobby Mack on there. You know, I love Bobby Mack. Shout out to y'all. Hey y'all. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But yeah, so you created a dope platform for these young ladies to talk about what they were into, sharing their ideas and their visions. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And like I said earlier, I think that that is very, very important for the city Mm -hmm. because it shows that you're being selfless. In a way, because you're allowing people to get themselves out there by any by any and all means. Mm-hmm. So, when I s- saw more about your story, got more into your podcast, one of the favorite things that I that really struck me was that it was Philly centric, right? Because everybody like you, everybody wants to be yo check that celebrity over there. A celebrity over here, but you're focusing on the home turf. Right. So, how do you feel about Philadelphia? Mm hmm. But it's a lyric question, right? Right. How do you feel about Philadelphia in terms of the climate, right? Mm -hmm. What's going on here now? How do you feel about the city in terms of what your peers are doing? Mm hmm. And what do you want to see more of?
0: Okay um the climate i think we're in a really good like we're going in a really good direction currently um from like the Matt ox to Tierra wax to you know um bobby max to you know there's a lot of people i feel like we all kind of have we have a sound that i think is very philly at the moment like i can tell when somebody's from philly You know, when I listen to a song, even though not all beats sound the same, you know, all engineers offer different things, different sounds, but there is a feel that I get to it Mm -hmm. when I listen to like stuff that comes from our city. So it just makes me feel warm in a way, especially when I get to meet these people because I get to like, like dive in their heads a little bit and I'm like, okay, so, okay, I get, I can get you from listening to your music. And now that I actually get to know you, it makes sense. Like, every, I connect the dots now. Like, and the curtains smash the drapes. Yeah, so every everything makes sense. So I feel like we're going in a really good path. And I feel like also due to me interviewing, I've been introduced to a lot of artists that I normally wouldn't have maybe crossed paths with. So, like, now I'm getting to expand my music taste a lot more than, like, what I'm used to because growing up we listened to hip-hop in my house but primarily my parents focused mostly on like motown um the motown the quran and what else um like a lot of 80s was heavily in my house
1: sounds like the name of a book like motown the quran in the 80s
0: (laughs) so those were like the three things that played in our house my adan seven times a day um my mom always kept the, the radio on certain stations and that's really it and then I like growing up I got to venture into those like lanes of like oh this is 90s rap okay cool I understand why she didn't play it in the house but I like it and then you know oh we played Britney Spears a lot in my house too because my sister, but, yeah. <laughs> so, we played a lot of, you know, early 2000s. <laughs> I knew all that. But, yeah. Um, so, like, there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't foreign to. And then, due to, like, me being a music journalist, I had to learn it. Because I'm just like, it's it's almost inappropriate to, like, talk to rappers. And I don't know rap music. I can't, you know, I only know Britney Spears and in sync so who am i to now ask a rapper about his life as you know uh you know the grind and because it's just like i know bubblegum pop so that's like disrespectful almost so i had to like learn about you know rap and i had to learn about hip-hop and stuff and now that i'm aware of it i'm like I want more, like I want to learn more. I want to like, you know, understand everybody's story. cause not everybody has that grind story. Like I was in the nitty gritty, the trenches. You know, some people know rap. They had a seemingly easy life, but that's just stuff that they gravitate to. So it's like nice that I'm getting the opportunity to learn all these different stories and, you know, be able to, you know, um, identify with people in certain aspects, even though I can't identify with them overall I still you know connect in certain areas so overall I feel like it's great in Philly that like all these different stories are being told through music and even poetry even through writing everything kind of because we're all from the same city but our perspective of the city is going to be different just due to upbringing and you know friends family whatever your surrounding circumstances. So I feel like just overall, we're creating a great like ideal, like we're creating a great image of what Philly is overall to like, you know, the the outside like viewers and stuff. So I'm excited to see more of like those stories being told and like, um, you know, people writing more about Philly. On like mainstream like uh, websites and stuff like when I saw um I, I I know a device I'm not sure but I know it was a big publication and it wrote about Tierra Whack and I was like just like that's great like you know that's that's major and I see like No Jumper always like um, writing about Matt Ox and working on dying and you know even Little Uzi like you know being from, like, the city and stuff, like, all that stuff is, like, really important just because it's, like, we have so many talented people, but unfortunately, they now are always, like, looked at because we're not, like, really a mainstream city. Mainstream historically wise, but our, like, culture is overlooked a lot by, like, New York and, like, LA and Chicago's and Atlanta, so it's, like, nice to see that we're, like, really on the map now when it comes to music. And hopefully we stay there.
1: One thing I wanted to uh, add, you said that it's Philly is, historically speaking, yes, Philadelphia is a major city in city. terms of
0: the what, Constitution what, and all that, right? You know?
1: But I think what I can say about Philadelphia in terms of culture mm-hmm. People borrow a lot from us. A lot. A lot from us.
0: Miley Cyrus came to Philly for, I think, a summer. And that's where she says she learned about twerking and everything. She was on South Street for a summer.
1: Thanks, South Street. <laughs> teaching Miley Cyrus how to twerk. I, and she uh,
0: like picked up on like our fashion and stuff. And she was like, yo, this shit is dope. And then took that shit back to Hollywood. It made the bangers album you know and it's just like we have a lot of style here in philly like literally like i know people like to say like new york people are so flat. when i go to new york i think people are just so ugly in new york a lot of the times and like stuff like i'm in new york so often and i'm always just like i miss home sometimes like mm. i'm just like like home, like home, like has its own style. Like New York, I'm just like, mm, okay, go ahead with your Tims, you know?
1: you know. what I'm saying? <laughs> my Timberlands B. what <laughs> up, saying?
0: I'm just like, mm, y'all not Philly, though.
1: <laughs> right now, I was good that you had that, that hometown pride. So now let me switch up one of the questions I asked you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So earlier I asked you, what did you see? Um, what did you want to see more of in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Now, let's take it back to your show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, season all ladies. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see more of for the women who create in the city? Because again, you mentioned the, uh, the names of people who are getting it popping, right? Right. Tierra Wack, but the rest was like Maddox, Uzis, and these, all the other people. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see more of for the ladies who are coming up?
0: Um, I want to, I want to make sure that other journalists are definitely allowing them that opportunity to, um, tell their narratives. So that's not even like a them thing. I want people to allow them those opportunities and those spaces to share their stories. Cause it's only one of me and there's a lot of them. And so, and there's a lot of journalists in the city. So I want to make sure that we're all, um, divvying up the responsibility to cater to their needs and cater to their talents and making sure that we're highlighting them and showing them the same support that they show a lot of male artists. Um, There also is a lot of male artists in the city who don't get the recognition that they deserve also, but, you know, women are overshadowed severely, you know, like, They are overshadowed probably about ten times more than half of those men so it's just like I want to make sure that those women are given the opportunities to share their stories because a lot of times their stories are so like interesting Mm -hmm. and so like upbringing you know just their views on stuff and like it's just so like the dimensions that they have to provide to stuff is just so crazy and it's just like all right like make sure that those stories are being told because they're important too especially when it comes to young girls like those young girls need to hear those stories because those young girls need people to identify with and I know we like to say like oh I don't need to be a a a role model it's not a role model it's just like it's nice to look at somebody and be like I want to be like her Even if you don't want somebody to be like you, it's nice for somebody to say, I want to be like her. And they have somebody that they can kind of shape, like, the way they move and be like, "Okay, so I heard that she did this, that, and the third to get to where she is. All right, so maybe if I do this, that, and the third, I can be like her in a couple of years and da-da-da-da-da. It's it's nice when when you know you influence somebody. And so I think that's important because where I work at I work with a bunch of like young girls and so when I like used to bring the girls into the studio to record they would be like oh my gosh like she really can sing like she can sing and I used to be like yeah yeah. like there's vocalists in the city like you know and they'd be like you I never heard any they would be like no I only stay in Germantown like I've never been really downtown before my mom don't got time to like take me downtown so where would I, like, get those opportunities? And I'd just be like, all right, like, I'm doing something. Like, I, you know, even if it's small, like, just exposing, like, them to, like, you know, another, like, local artist. And you see that, like, twinkle in their eye, like, oh, my gosh, she can really sing. Maybe I can sing, too. And I just be like, yeah, like, you can sing. Do it.
1: LC, this is why I'm so glad you came on. Because before we even were recording, we were all here. Right. We were discussing about how all people need are chances, opportunities to achieve something, to have some sort of goal. But like you mentioned, there are certain obstacles or certain blocks that they think are keeping them from... Learning about new things or right. having exposures to, to, you know, to other cultures, other worlds. Mm-hmm. So it was good that you are creating this this movement mm-hmm. in a way because there's one thing that I'm not a fan of. I don't like when people say, "Yeah, I'm not a role model. Don't look up to me." When you're in the public eye,
0: you're gonna get there automatically. Yeah, you don't
1: have any like you don't have any say anymore in that. Like if you're a regular person.
0: All right, I don't know who you are. I'm gonna
1: listen to you in the first place, right? But when you achieve a certain level of success in your and your name is in lights, you're a public figure, right? And there's gonna be some person, there's gonna be a child, be a young woman, mm-hmm. you know, a, a young man out there who sees you mm-hmm. and they see themselves in you, right? And they're gonna follow you, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna. You know they want to see what you're doing. Like you said, they won't be like you. Right. So it's like we have a responsibility to be more yeah. than what we are.
0: Yeah. And that's like that's like the bad part about not being able to record at that space all the time because I love like the look on the kids' face when I bring these artists in. Like some of them be like, "Mr. Breen, like when is the next one coming in?" And I'm like chill I just finished the interview like two hours ago I didn't even get to, like pump your brakes like what? give me a second and it's just like I don't want to like deprive them of that opportunity to like see that stuff even like even like the boys being excited when like the women are just come like you know even though they normally like idolize like male artists and stuff Like, when I'm done and I let them, like, hear somebody rap or or I play, like, the person's song after they leave and stuff, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's what they sound like? I didn't expect because she looked like this, that, and the third, and she really rapping. And I'm like, yeah, she raps. She wasn't a singer. She really raps. And they be like, and her beats sound like, yeah. Don't, you know, don't just automatically assume because she looks like that. That she doesn't have like you know a heavy beat talking crazy you know mm-hmm. and they be like oh my gosh and I'm like yeah like you like try to learn about all this stuff and it's like crazy because you were talking about different worlds and it's like we in Philly and he's, to these kids this is a whole nother world to them mm-hmm. and it's just like unfortunately they don't always have the access to like go to like um you know things like Odunde and like you know things of that nature like. So they only know what's in their hood. Right. And in their hood, they might only know male rappers, like, you know, the guys who are hanging out in the Chinese store. the You know, <laughs> so it's nice to, like, expose them to, like, those other, like, worlds, but in the same city.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's dope that you mentioned that. I was at home a couple days ago, and I was in the net. And, you know, the Afropunk Festival? Mm-hmm. You know, they have it all over, they have it in New York, in Brooklyn, great. Atlanta, they had it in Paris, and over New Year's, they had it in Johannesburg,
0: in Really? South Africa.
1: And I sat there, and the fashion, just the vibe, it was like, man, it was, oh, word isn't painful. It was just, well, kind of, it was like, man, I wish I was over there so bad so I can be right. in the thick of that. Because, you know, everybody talks about, yo, going back to, you know, where they come from. Not, mm-hmm. You know, like, in this, you know, I'm not a South African, but me seeing, like, those people, my people over there, I'm like, yo, I really want right. to be in this, you know? And there's, a, I know there's a disconnect for, like you said, those people who are from, like, the inner cities who all they know is just their hood. Right. Like, could you imagine them being like, yo, so-and-so for a week? I'm going to take you out of your comfort zone right here. Right. I'm going to fly to South Africa for a week and let you go over there and just experience this entire world. Right. They'll come back here feeling entirely different about their surroundings. Right. You know, like, y'all saw the world. I want to see more of it. Like, that's something that I, I want to do. hmm That's what you're doing right now because you're giving these, these students, you know, young men and young women, an opportunity to go beyond their window.
0: Right.
1: You know, because there's so many different people out there who I've known in my life who were talented as all hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna use the F word, but like, I'm in front of a lady, and I can't say, the, I can't say you know, F-U-C-K in front of a lady, man, I gotta be <laughs> respectful, B. But people who were talented as hell.
0: Right.
1: Who, and I, who just like let their talent just wither away. You know, like, kind of like that poem, um, A Dream Deferred, you know? Uh-huh. And it was just, it would get depressing because I'm like, dude, you're so nice. so right. She is so dope. What's going on? But they get caught up in their surroundings. Uh-huh. And I'm like, we, we have to do better in terms of bridging the gap. Right. In terms of, well, look, we can't really say make your burden my burden, but we can be more active in terms of how we treat this community. Mm-hmm. Cause there's there's creative people out there right now who are just looking for a chance to be like, yo, right. I can I can draw, or I can I can sing, or I can mm-hmm. make beats, or I can do, you know, I'm good. I'm great at math problems. Right. You know, and it's like it's good because like you said about your mom, about seeing people that look like her. mm mm-hmm. It's good for this kid to see people that look like you and me. Right. My man over there doing what we're doing.
0: Right. My mom's um, email header Mm -hmm. is it takes a village to raise a child. And that's just been, like, the quote that's always been, like, installed in me, like, my whole life. So uh, I'm just real, like, all right, if I can teach you just one thing, I'm cool with that. Like, because, like, currently I'm learning how to code. And I was trying to learn how to code so I can like teach the kids and my job. And it's just like, even if I can give you that one small skill set, I'm cool with that the rest of my life, just due to the fact that I know that that can advance you to something else. You can get a job with Google, you know, Mm -hmm. you can work at Apple, you can make the next computer, something, your own website. As long as I'm making sure that you have the skill sets that you need to um, advance, that to me means the most. So, like, I'm like, I can die right now and be happy and be like, I did, like, you know, I did my job. Like, that's cool
1: that's dope also i can't have you die right now because like i don't own this studio space no
0: i'm gonna make sure i drink this water and i stay stable
1: yeah you die right now i'm like uh look man i just had it for an interview i don't know what the hell happened no
0: that would be awkward as interview it would just be be. silent and just be like so (laughs) no i'm gonna i'm gonna stay stable and stay present
1: i'm like awkward moment i'm gonna get my headphones back Right, I mean, I'm
0: still be warm, so just grip them up. Oh,
1: that's even worse. And Ew. No. Wow, <laughs> no, like, yo. I'm, I'm going to stay
0: healthy and cool. Good.
1: Please do. <laughs> please do. I think uh, you mentioned coding. I think that's dope that you're staying, not only being present, but you're being a bit of a renaissance woman.
0: I want to learn as much as possible. Good. Good. I want to learn. I want to learn everything I can.
1: Good. Because we are all... And we all should be students of life. Mm-hmm. The moment we stop learning is when we should just give up life. Period. Right. You know, so as as wild as that sounds, that's what I believe. I mean, because we're even when you're seventy six years old,
0: you learn something new every exactly.
1: day. Exactly, and you got to apply it to your life and see how you can better yourself. Even mm-hmm. at seventy six, eighty six, it doesn't right. matter. You're gonna keep growing, yeah. keep learning something. So, in terms of your production company, right? Mm-hmm. What's the name of your company?
0: Soap on the couch.
1: Is your name? Okay. Yeah. Hey. Soap
0: on the couch is the name of the company and the name of the the podcast where I interview uh, the musicians or artists, creatives. So Where did that name come from? Um. Okay. So it's weird. Um. So I used to have a crush on Earl Sweatshirt when I was like younger, and his um, Tumblr is Soap on the Lawn. And it was like spelled weird. It was like S-O-V-P and then on the lawn. And then I had to make a Twitter. And my name on Twitter is Sabrine, but with a V in it because somebody took Sabrine with an A. But then I was like, I'm cool with that because like Earl Sweatshare's name has a V in it. So whatever. And then um, when it was time to make a company, I was like, well, I really like music. And I know I want to go into music journalism route. So I was like, let me just do Soap on the Couch. And then when I was like thinking about the name more and more, I was like, it can have multiple meanings to it because, like I said, I was supposed to be on YouTube and I had a couch and I was going to do interviewing on there. But like the word, like soap as of like actual object is clean, it's new, it's fresh. And I was equating that to like the artist." Like, soap, I'm like, okay. Like, even though it's a bit far-fetched, but at the same time, I'm like, no, but they are, like, you know, these are fresh new artists in the city, you know, so they can be like my, my soap, like, you know. So I was like, soap on the couch. Like, it makes sense, or whatever. So, it just stuck.
1: And soap is very important.
0: Soap is very important very for important. your hygiene.
1: That's right, Wash your stinking ass <laughs> out there, yo. Wash your face. <laughs> is soaping life.
0: for the face mask on, Please, you know. Don't
1: exfoliate right. hair, it's for right. Your oily face bastards. no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get back to the podcast <laughs> here. Okay, so explain that. So what, what about the name Slippery Slope? The name of the podcast you are co-hosting. Um uh, actually it's you host and featuring the co-host Smutty Joiner, Schmutty <laughs> At oh, little y'all Smut. Meanery. Yeah, I'm um, reading. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so then Slippery Slippery Slope came about um, I was, like, people ask me for advice a lot. Like, like in my friend circle, I get asked a lot of advice. So I was, like, let me do an advice column. And so I, like, put it on Twitter. I'm, like, how would you guys feel about an advice column? And everybody was, like, yeah, 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 cool, cool, cool. I love it. So I was, like, all right, dope. So, like, um... I told people to, like, deem me questions, text me questions, and I was going to do an advice column because I, like, listen to The Read a lot. It's a podcast. Um, Is
1: that with uh Crystals and uh, Kid Fury? Yeah,
0: and they do a part, X um, The Read. And I was just like, I always... And then I used to watch the Amanda show when I was a kid, and she used to have that segment where she used to be in her room, and she would have, like, the advice column. So I was like, I always wanted to have an advice column, so let me do it. And so... I did the first episode of Slippery Slope as the advice column, and I had, like, my friends ask me questions and stuff, and it was really fun. I think I did it for, like, 15 minutes because I was like, I don't want to do too, too long because, like, most people, when they do advice columns, like, even an actual column, like, in the newspaper is short. So I was like, I don't want to do it too long and, like, drag it out and then also waste all my questions, you know, things that I could wait till the next episode. So I was like, let me do 15 minutes, answer some questions, and then there. So I posted it, I got like, everybody was like, it's so funny, like, keep it up, da 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 And then I'm like, all right, time for episode two. Send me y'all questions. And I didn't get no questions. And I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, what did I do wrong? And so I started thinking, I'm like, maybe also because I'm still Sabrine and it's not, it's not like so much of a, um, a barrier between me and the people that my audience are, because they' are normally people in Philadelphia who are my friends and stuff. So it's kind of like these people probably don't want me to know all their business and then like you know things can get personal and stuff, so maybe they don't want me to know personal life. so I like understood. So then I put on uh, a feature on Tumblr so I can do anonymous questions. And then, like, some questions came in, but it still wasn't enough. And so I was like, all right, maybe you just got to wait to do the whole, you know, advice column until maybe you get a wider audience so you have a little bit more um, pickings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, but I don't want to, like, not do another podcast. I was like, I like having two different podcasts. It's like one for people to know me personally and then one that's geared towards music. So I'm like, what can I do? So then I was on Twitter and I'm always seeing smut on my timeline, like always on my timeline, always cracking jokes. She's
1: referring to a homie. Not, <laughs> not, not smut as in porn. Get your mind to gutter people. No.
0: <laughs> little smut.
1: <laughs> little smut.
0: Little smut. <laughs> you freaks. <laughs> so I always kept seeing little smut on my timeline. I'm like, okay, he's funny. Like he's really funny. I'm like, I'm funny. To a degree so i'm like i'm funny he's funny we can do something so i'm like let me like dm him let's just let's just see what happens so i dm'd him and i was like um would you like to be on a podcast with me and he was like what because i think also two weeks before that he was like put me on a podcast or something and i was like i got a podcast so let me put you on it and so he came into the studio and i never met him before that so it was just like we went off just winged it and uh just going back and forth talking about philly and stuff talking about things that we like about philly what we don't like our experiences and then during the during the podcast i'm like you're the co-host and he's like i am i'm like yeah you're the co-host and he's like i thought i was just here as a guest today and i'm like no this is yours like this is like this is your podcast like you're my co-host. And he was like, yo, I just got hired on air. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was like, you yeah, got guys. And he's like, yo, I'm the co-host of this joint. So I was like, we're gonna be friends. I was like, we're gonna be friends. And we've been friends ever since. And going to the studio and literally, even like outside of the studio, we're friends. Like we like talk to each other on Twitter a lot instagram a lot he'll text me he's been there like when i had like family situations he like we were supposed to record one time and we couldn't because i just like emotionally i just couldn't do it and he just like sat with me at my school for like hours like he's really my friend so it's just like yo that's my man's for life like
1: uh i saw on twitter he was like yo no guy can talk to you unless uncle smut uh, uncle smut gotta approve, gotta approve
0: him. uncle smut gotta approve him.
1: Um, so I uh, uh, interviewed Smut for my knife interview, right? Uh-huh. That's my knife episode of this podcast. We were talking about your show. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons, besides me just, like, getting, getting to know more about you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he spoke extremely high of you, really high of you. And it's just great seeing that kind of chemistry on your show. Mm-hmm. But the way he spoke of you, I was like, "Yo, I gotta I meet her him. and I gotta have her on this podcast." Because the way he described said you were on, like you were on your job. You know what I'm saying? You were on point. He said, like, "Yo, man, where she is, man? Like she's she's dope. She's doing her thing." I was like, "I agree." So when I came by, you know, I was like, "Man, that's that's just what I need to have on this show." Because mm-hmm. as crazy as I am. You know, I'm I swear to God, I'm gonna get even crazier at the shows go on. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But I like them to meet people who are on the ball, mm. and because I, here's one thing, I, I find I don't mean to like mince his words at all, because I mentioned how he spoke so highly of you. Mm-hmm. But he was like, the fact that you gave an opportunity to have that. Had, um, be and on that's show.
0: your podcast he likes to say it's not his and I'm i saying. and I freak out every time he says that because I'm like, it's yours, it's yours
1: But I understand why he says it because I, I I'm the same way with certain things it's like, listen if you give me an opportunity, I'm super humble, and I'm like, yo, that's all you right there, it's all that's you right his. there that's how it is with you that's his, and he said that I think that by you having having him on On your podcast, you allowed him to be productive, you know?
0: I I keep him out of trouble. Yeah. I keep him... (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? But, like, that that strikes me because there have been many stories that I read about people who we've lost out here in in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Who... Again, we're like, we're gyms. Mm-hmm. By them not having an opportunity or a place to go to do what they loved, they're on the block right. doing whatever, and things happen. You know, either, either dead or in jail. Right. So, and like, somebody like that, but I'm saying like, there are people who have been, who, who were so close. Right. But something pulled them back. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're doing what you're doing, you know, got him on the show. You're getting kids out here involved, seeing that there's more to, more to life than what they know. That's hella commendable, yo.
0: Thank you.
1: And that's why when I, I did a tweet, man, like, uh might have, been, might have been this week or last week. I'm old, so and I forget.
0: I think it was last week, and literally my heart felt so warm. I was like, yo, cause it was random, and I was like.
1: <laughs> I'm random as hell, yo. I was
0: like, wait, why is she saying this?
1: <laughs> I'm random as hell. It's like sometimes I might wear some um, some snug jeans by accident, but you know what? I'm gonna rock it out today, damn it, because I paid money for these snug ass jeans. And you're man. supposed to. You know what I'm saying? But um I said on Twitter uh that you and Smuddy were the future of this city. And the reason why I said that is because listen, at twenty-one you are so far up on the, on the ball. Thank you. And you have a clear mind, you have good people around you, mm-hmm. who not only do they rock with you and they respect you, they love you and they love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, anybody who's like that, who's actually putting on for the people around them, who actually cares, you gotta give them love you got to give them the spotlight while they're here. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a thorough believer in that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this is – me having you on here is like my way of giving you flowers. Oh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yo, you
0: – And I appreciate them. Yo. I'm going to water them.
1: No doubt, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Poland spring right there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, nah, it's just that I love – people in the city who were doing something for the good. Mm -hmm. Cause like, listen, a lot of us give, like people give, but a lot of us take. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want people to see and hear examples of people who are giving of themselves for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? And, And you're doing that. And while I was, Looking you up, this is, this is a real emotional moment for me, okay? Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm a crier. Going, no, say what you got to
1: say. you going to cry, yo. You know what I'm saying? I was online and I heard um, a Versace remix. <laughs> ah, I had to bring it around, yo. I had to bring it around. I was getting heavy, but I was like, yo, let me turn it around real quick, yo. Because I, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I put, I saw, so <laughs> sound on it was actually remixed I was online. I said, Versace remix. I said, Sabrina, I said. I was looking up your name. Uh-huh. And I was trying to go to your SoundCloud. Uh-huh. I forgot your Soundcloud is is soap, right? But I saw Sabrina, I said, it's just the And same you found person. the personal account? Yes, I did. Yes I did. <laughs> and I was like, Versace, and I saw the uh the disclaimer below, like, yeah, not a rapper, and this is not rap. So I was like, okay. Oh, I played it, heard the beat, and I heard Oh, oh, she got them <laughs> bars, man. At them bars, it was four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, she got you at them bars, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh yeah, you ain't safe out funny here because we is, got you. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> funny thing is, that was the first time I ever worked with audio. Okay. It was the summertime. Uh, I was still in Upper Darby mm-hmm. and everybody was doing Versace remixes and I had. Uh, three friends Tierra Sierra and Saraya we were all at my house and my mom was downstairs in the kitchen cooking I think lunch for us or whatever and I was like while she's downstairs how about we make this rap real quick mm-hmm. cuz clearly we're gonna be cursing and stuff I'm like "While she's preoccupied let's hurry up and make this rap mm-hmm. like and it was like um, how do you like how do we get the beat for it and I'm like I don't know I called my little cousin TJ TJ the poet he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, how do I get the instrumental so we can like do this rap? He like go on YouTube real quick, uh, do the, find the instrumental, upload it, da da. So I did it. And uh, we sat in the room for maybe about 20 minutes and we wrote down like raps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, y'all think, y'all think it's good? like we can go a little bit longer i'm like no we're gonna do a couple of these joints. we gonna we gonna maybe do a tape like Mm -hmm. we just gonna give them a little taste and like see what see what's rocking with and i remember we was in the room rapping and our stupid asses didn't think to close my bedroom window because it's my bedroom window and then the kitchen is right underneath the bedroom window (laughs) and then it's a summer day Mm -hmm. so my mom had the porch door the uh, back porch door open in the window up and we was in the room just like cursing and rapping she heard those hard bars and she heard and she heard them and came upstairs and like i just heard what y'all talking about in this room i just hear my ass and you know bitches i'm like oh my gosh so then that was the end of my rap career (laughs)
1: that
0: was the end of my rap career (laughs) yo We uploaded it out, and we made, like, a thing out of it. Like, we was, like, uh, we were on Twitter during the time. So, on Twitter, I'm, like, yo, we about to drop the hottest uh, cover y'all ever heard. And I go to a predominantly, like, white school. So, like, all the white kids was, like, oh, Serena about to drop a rap. It's about to be hot. And I remember, like. I'm like, all right, y'all got till 8 o'clock. Like, y'all better give me all these retweets, and I'm going to drop it, and y'all better promote it, da, 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 mm. da. And I dropped it. And I was, like, famous with the white kids for, yeah. like, a week.
1: Yeah. No, like, they sure. was like, I heard your
0: Versace remix. I'm like, yeah, that was us. I was like, we do this shit for fun. Like I said, at the end of the song, we not even rappers, though. And they used to. People claim like, people to this day be like, we do this shit for fun. Because, like. That's at the end of the song. But it wasn't me who said that. But everybody thinks it's me. And so like people like used to whisper to me, like, we do this shit for fun. And I used to be like, That wasn't me. That was not me.
1: You should run with that. I can't something.
0: take I can't take the credit though.
1: Right, you can't take the credit, but I was still like, "Yo, we do this shit for fun because this is."
0: But also, I like implement that in my life now. Like, I do this shit for fun. Good. Like, yeah.
1: It's like it's like, it's like One of your personal mantras, right there. Yeah. Anyway, you know, but what I'm I
0: saying? I like rap a lot though. I do like the Issa style of rapping. A
1: oh, word. Yeah. So about broke. Oh God. Not broke pussy though. Ah, cool, Not, yeah. not yeah, broken pussy. She I can't curse her phone, no. but She did it cool. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> All right. No,
0: like um, I used to date a rapper, and on our like first date, he like started. Uh, he gave me a beat and I just started freestyling over dinner. And then I was like, yo, I really should be a rapper. If I could, I would.
1: What would your name be?
0: Probably Soap, just like Soap by itself.
1: Because you fresh.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Alright uh, It be hot If be hot Soap got bars <laughs> Soap got bars Soap,
1: yeah so, Soap bars Come through, <laughs> bro. So- make shape. <laughs>
0: I'm giving you Them soapy bars Soapy like, bars <laughs>
1: You got somebody Doing the intro You know what no. I'm saying, doing skits
0: uh, Book my mans For every album Y'all got He deserves To do your intro Your outro Your skits Book him And you gotta Talk to his lawyer Okay Yes. <laughs> gotta talk to my man's lawyer. We don't play no games around here. We charge. Yes,
1: as yeah. as y'all <laughs> char- should be.
0: <laughs> we charge.
1: <laughs> so let's. Um, I want to go back a little bit. Okay. Right? Way back, way back. You mentioned uh, you grew up in a household, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was Motown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was the Quran mm-hmm. and eighties mm-hmm. music, right?
0: And eighties music.
1: So you mentioned the Quran. Mm-hmm. So. And when hears the Quran, we should know that that is of the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. First question is: Are you still uh, practicing? Mm-hmm. And number two: How important is faith to you and what you're doing now? Not like religion is one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, not to offend anyone, but I don't always uh, subscribe to religion. I'm more so like uh based in like spiritualities in terms of like I can take things from all belief systems and like move forward with that. Right. But with you doing what you're doing, again uh, I my ask first, are you still practicing it? Mm-hmm. And uh how important is like having like faith or like a, a foundation of, of that sort. Right. Of what you're doing right now.
0: Um practising wise no and only like I listen to the Quran like mm-hmm. in the house you know um, I'm just starting to get back into Arabic right I mm-hmm. used to talk uh, speak Arabic with my grandma when I was younger and I lost it cuz like she passed away so mm-hmm. like my mom doesn't really speak Arabic so like I haven't had nobody to like really talk to mm-hmm. so it's just like alright I lost that a little bit but like now I'm kind of venturing mm-hmm. back into it mm-hmm. but only due to the fact that I don't like pray like seven times a day and I'm not like you know on my way to like Mecca and things of that you know mm-hmm. things that you know are commonly associated with somebody who's heavily like practicing their religion mm-hmm. I don't want to say I am and be disrespectful right. you know so I still say I'm Islamic because that's where all my values come from right. as a childhood, child but I don't like practice it actively as I should or as much as I want to so I'm Islamic but I'm just not a practicing um, Muslim but faith but my dad's like Christian so it's kind of like I have faith when it comes in both regards because like when I go to my dad's house when we're saying grace mm. go like uh, amen at the end mm. and you know and I know in that household, they're they're saying amen towards God, whereas in, at my mom's house it's Allah. So it's kind of like I know um, enough about religion to say I'm definitely a believer, mm-hmm. and you know I I live my life basically to the point. Basically, my mom always told me just make sure that you're living your life as a good person,
1: right?
0: And you're you know you don't do stuff because you you want the accolades and you want you know to be credited and stuff. like be a good person just because you you need to be a good person just be a good person just so people don't have vendettas against you and Mm -hmm. people aren't wishing ill uh yeah wishing ill like thoughts on you and stuff just be good just so you know you can spread like happiness to people and that's just how i always like just go about life like I don't start drama with people. I'm real, like, reserved. I stay with my friends, you know. I just live life basically as a good Samaritan. And I just want to implement those good, like, Samaritan, like, qualities in every, like, facet of my life. So it's just kind of like I... Like I always say, like my prayers before I like take a test and I, before I get on a flight or I go places where I'm like kind of iffy about, but I never like gear it towards any God in particular. I just say like, please like watch out for me and make sure like I'm in safe hands and you know I'm in safe travels and you know I just basically say it to the universe and just hope that it gets reciprocated. Like my my prayers get you know uh received and they're like okay let's make sure she gets to where she has to go and that's just kind of like how I live life um hopefully when I'm like uh I don't want to say older though but hopefully like in the next like couple years or so I can like take the time to like read because I took a religion course Mm -hmm. in college and like stuff and like from the religion course I was like there's, like, so many stories that, like, I've known about, but I never got that, like, actual opportunity to, like, indulge in them and actually, like, you know, learn all, like, the the scriptures and, like, you know, uh, the back histories and stuff. So, like, that religion course, like, made me, like, oh, I like religion. Mm-hmm. But I like religion overall as a whole. Okay. I don't like one religion per se over the other. I like just learning about religion just because I like the – the moral stories in them and just like the lessons that they teach Mm -hmm. more so. And then like my teacher like was big on arts also. And so he used to make us go to museums in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. and we had to like, um, write, uh, essays on pieces in the museum that he felt like, um, showed some type of, um, more moral like moral story in them and do our perspectives on them and so like i really like that component when you're like mixing religion with art and you can see how the two compare and contrast so like even though i'm not actually religious i like religion and i like the things that you can learn from it and like the art spectrum
1: right.
0: so like yeah i like taking that knowledge and like applying that to my life
1: oh i mean yeah uh because i remember back in the um the renaissance period you had a lot of like art and religion coming together you yeah because um, also yes remain a good person you know what i mean and remain a good samaritan because you don't want to be your 33 and be an old heathen like me <laughs> <over> there, you <laughs> no, know you're know not a heathen. <laughs> hey hey going to church when feet start burning now i'm playing listen no. <laughs> um, all jokes all jokes we've covered a lot in, mm-hmm. a, in this podcast a yeah. lot. But I want to know about, again, going back in your uh, some of your responses, you said you had a few of your idols, right? Mm-hmm. Who are your idols, and why do you call them your idols?
0: Um, so I have... Okay, so idol-wise... um. I got to start off with my girl Rihanna, you know. Yes. And that's just simply off of, like, I just like that she's really unapologetically her. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's why she has an album called Unapologetic, you know. But, like, no, she's like, I, I like, um, I like women that make sure that when they're in a room, all eyes are on them and that they hold themselves up to... This, they want people to hold them up to the same regard as they will hold like a, a male um, like boss or something. So when Rihanna's in the room it's Rihanna's in the room. you know they respect they respect her they listen to what she says you know she holds her own and I like the fact that she also is an advocate for education because I'm from a, a lineage of teachers. And I didn't want to go like the traditional route of teaching and be in a classroom, cause I rather like teach in different like you know arenas and different like aspects. So I like that she's a singer, but she's advocating for like you know early childhood education, and she like goes to schools and you know she talks to the kids and stuff, and like I I like doing that stuff. I work in a place of education, so it's just kind of like I like that I like that she's like doing all these different companies. So she has a makeup line, clothing line, you know, she has a large domain, but in very, in like, like so many different territories. And so I kind of like just pick her as like a great role model, like um, a great, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, contemporary, a great contemporary role model for me, just due to the fact that I feel like she She does a lot of stuff that I would like to see in myself. And so, like, just a nice person to, like, kind of follow her, like, movements and try to be on the same level as her. Um, My mom is definitely my role model. Um, She's just great. Awesome. Like, I don't, I feel like I don't even have to say much about my mom because it's just like, she's just a great person. So, that's that. Who else, who else? I have writers that I really like. And even though like, uh, like even though I don't know too much about their actual like history, but like writing style wise, like I just like them as writers Mm -hmm. and they make me wanna be better writers. So um, there's a lady who owns this company called Man Repeller. It's a fashion uh, blog, but she's a journalist also. And her name is Lee Andrea Medine. And like I started watching like um, her like blogs and stuff, because she does like videos as well. And I was like, yo, like she's doing fashion and blogs at the same time. But she's not strictly like a fashion writer. She like interviews like artists as well and stuff. I was like, that's really cool. Cause in school I wanted to go to school for fashion uh, merchandising. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a fashion merchandiser. And then I met a teacher, and he was like, I don't understand their world. And he made me low key switch my major because he kind of like put it down a little bit. Like, he was like, Why buy clothes when you can be the one who makes them? And I was like, Well, I don't want to make clothes. I want to just buy them and, you know, put them in stores. And he was just like, That sounds like pointless. And I was like, I don't like you. And so um, I was like, Well, I'm a great writer, so let me be a journalist. And so, like, I found um, Leandria, and then she was doing both. She was, like, she buys clothes, and she writes and stuff. And I was, like, damn, like, she's doing what I wanted to do. So, yeah, so, like, she made me, like, venture back into fashion a lot. And, like, now I'm, like, going into styling a little bit. And that's going to be seen in corporation with the production company very like soon. So like you'll get to see those realms in there. Um who else? I like Nikki Giovanni. I met her at my job. She came to my job and uh I talked to her for a little bit. She
1: was a legend.
0: Yeah. Doesn't she have like
1: a thug life tattoo?
0: A thug life?
1: She has like a Tupac tattoo, i, I swear like I'm i to be bugging out.
0: Wait really?
1: Let me consult the Googles before I start lying on my podcast and start getting cursed out by Nikki Giovanni. Like, you know what I mean? These Twitter streets, whatever. Uh,
0: what? I'm
1: dead ass. She got like a, a Tupac tattoo.
0: Uh, now she's really my idol? Are you kidding?
1: Oh, i want to do it right now. Who up? Uh, and
0: look. <laughs> the crazy thing is the first time I ever heard about Nikki Giovanni, it was in a, a, a Tina Marie song, mm-hmm. uh, Biz, And she be like rapping. It's that part in Squarebiz when she be rapping. Everybody. <gasps> Are you kidding?
1: Serious. Sorry. I don't I mean to interrupt, but I had to show the picture of two no. of uh, Nikki Giovanni with a thug life tattoo on her forearm. Are you
0: kidding? I love her so much more.
1: Are you kidding? Yes, Nikki Giovanni has a thug life tattoo.
0: The oh. day I saw her she had like a sweater on. I should have told her. if I'd known I would have been mm-hmm. like, Can you please lift up your arm? Like, I mean lift up your sleeve. I just have to see your arm so bad. Wow, dang I should have known. But um, I heard uh, a Tina Marie song Mm -hmm. and she was like listening to all these like um, artists and stuff that like she really liked. And I was like, who's Nikki Giovanni? And my mom was like, you don't know who, you know how your parents, you don't know who da 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 -da is? And you're like, I'm four. Like, (laughs) can can you simmer down? And so um from there, I started reading her poetry, and I liked her poetry a lot because it was really like quirky, but it was still heavily like um, the the main topic of all her stuff was typically that she was a woman and African American. So it was a lot of stories about the two worlds and how um, her perspective of things were. But she has like this poem where it's talking about love. And she uses, she's basically saying that love makes her feel like so topsy turvy. So she's like, um, the way I fry my pants, but I. Eat. She uses she uses words, but like reverses it. So like instead of you frying your eggs, she's talking about I fry my pants, but I something something my eggs, and it's like those two it should be the opposite of way. Like that adjective and that noun shouldn't be together. But she's basically saying that when you're like in love, you do a lot of stuff, like your world gets like lops- lopsided and stuff. And I was just mm-hmm. like, yo, I really like that poem. Like I forget the actual name of the poem, but yeah. So like I found out about her poetry and I was like, I want to like start reading more poems and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then because where I work at, I had accessibility to like read those stuff. So yeah, so I just like, I have a lot of writers.
1: And I gotta find that poem, man. I gotta find,
0: I I, I wish I knew what the exact name of it was. I posted it on my Twitter one time. Can't remember the name of it.
1: Cause I would love to, uh, to read you what you wrote about Pac. Short of Tupac poem called All Eyes on You. Really? Yeah, you wanna hear it real quick? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> Uh, Here goes Mike. uh, I'm trying to read good on the radio. No, you'll be okay. I I know the words read well. I'm just saying read good. (laughs) So it goes like this. She writes, "Um, as I toss and turn, unable to achieve sleep, unable to control anxiety, unable to comprehend why, Tupac is not with us. If those who live by the sword die by the sword, there will be no white men on earth. Mm. If those who lived on hatred died on hatred, there will be no KKK. If those who live by lies die by lies, there will be nobody on Wall Street. In executive suits and academic offices instructing the young, don't tell me he got what he deserved. Mm. So that's something I, I found. If it's, if it's longer, I I don't have it here on this website, but I found it. It's part of our read, so I read it for (laughs) y'all. I read it. I I read it. No,
0: but she's like a phenomenal writer. And when you were talking, before we started the podcast, you were talking about the Renaissance too. Mm -hmm. And I believe she has like like heavy affiliation with like Hughes and – Malcolm X and, you know, just, like, very prominent, like, figures in the African-American community. So, it was just, like, being able to, like, meet her, I was, like, yo, like, I feel great. And, like, I, like, do was like, me doing, I was doing my homework at work. I had, like, some of my writing samples. And she, like, mm-hmm. looked over them and stuff. And she was just, like, I like your style. Like, she was, like, it's cute. And I was, like, thank you. I was That's like, thank awesome, you. Girl. I was like, thank you, or whatever. But she was at, at a book signing so like she couldn't really like indulge. But I was just like, I could take, if you breathed on my paper, I would take that as a compliment and I would like be okay. So like, she's a great figure. Um, I have like a lot of like idols. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna list them. I like really love Donna Summer. Eartha Kitt is like, oh, uh, I love Eartha Kitt. Audrey Hepburn. Um, just due to, like, philanthropy work and stuff that they do, I just think that they're, like, great idols. And especially during the time period that they were... Because, like, not every, like, facility value, like, you know, women during those time periods, like, they're mostly, like, the the 20s and the 30s, I believe. For... Uh, Audrey Hepburn might have been in the 30s.
1: Audrey, because Audrey, she, uh...
0: She's, Because she was still in black and white.
1: No, no, Audrey wasn't, because Audrey had burned, she...
0: No, but, Sabrina's colored. Sabrina's in color. Yeah, and
1: Breakfast and Tiffany's is in color, and... So maybe uh, about 50s,
0: 50s, 50s and 40s?
1: 50s and 60s, I think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because she was like, because Audrey was like, not really old when she passed in the nineties, right? You know what I'm saying. So like, but I gotta get what you mean because Eartha Kitt was like fifties and sixties because she was the dancer right. and she played Catwoman. You know what I'm saying? But she so, was just yeah.
0: Damn, my little timeline got messed up. It's all good, but it's okay. But you know what I'm saying? They're they're older, right? So um, yeah. So it's like when I learned about them, I'm just like, yo, like they did a lot, especially like Eartha was born to like a slave and like she learned like three languages and mm-hmm. a dancer and like a well like known actress so it's just like i i'd like to take things that i learned about these women and like try to like incorporate them mm-hmm. in my life like the best way possible even though i can't like achieve everything that they've done clearly but it's just like if if i can take implements from their life and advance in them in like my own way like, I, I feel really proud of myself. And even though they don't know me, it's just, like, nice. I can be like, I hope I made Eartha Kit proud. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, things like that. Like, because those are people that, I'm like, my mom, those are her idols. So it's like, if I can make my mom proud because I'm doing stuff that, like, her idols did, I feel, like, really good about myself.
1: I'm sure Eartha Kitt was here and she met you, she would definitely be proud. Oh,
0: thank you. All
1: facts. Thank you. All facts. So, you know, before we wrap this thing up, mm-hmm. I need to ask you, what is your favorite mm-hmm. color? Green. Green. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting color. Great, great color for an aura. Yeah. For what they tell me out in these uh spiritual streets. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about?
0: Out here in the Shea Butter,
1: um, shea butter the,
0: the rocks, the crystals, yes, the streets.
1: I'll say, i shave, say, yeah. I All right, so I'm going to ask you one more question because I'm okay. here. I'm just, you know, random.
0: I really thought you were going to say, how Philly are you really? For how, a split second.
1: How Philly mm-hmm. are you? Well, okay, cool. How Philly are you really?
0: <laughs> Wait, I really, uh, <laughs> no, that's not how we do the game.
1: Oh, it's so, a oh, so game.
0: Is at the end of my podcast. Okay. Um. All right. Let's play it. All right. So, no, I want you to think of three questions. Okay. So, like, I'm gonna give you an example. So, when people come on, I'll be like, "How Philly are you really? Where do you go to get your cheesesteaks? Max's, um, Larry's, and Poppy Store, and something else."
1: Oh. Okay. okay and okay. I let
0: them tell me, and then they. Normally, like, give reasons why or whatever. And then I'd be like, so where do you get your weed from? Or which which <laughs> hood has the best weed? Germantown. Da-da-da-da. That's how I play how Philly are you really. Okay.
1: All right. So I got a few things some questions for yeah. you. Yeah. Right? All so
0: right. So just go off the dome.
1: All right. Cool. How Philly are you really? Where do you get your sneakers from? Sanson on South Street? Mm-hmm. Sneaker Villa mm-hmm. or Foot Locker? Foot Locker. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Foot Locker. The crazy thing is I don't buy sneakers on uh, in store too often, though. Mm. I want to be more of a sneaker person. I just – you know how it's like certain shoes you're just like, I'm not sure if I'm prepared for that lifestyle yet.
1: Yo, I just got a pair of Jordans. I call them my guilt-free Jordans.
0: Guilt-free? Why?
1: Because, like, I don't got to worry about, like, not paying rent on my bills because I got there some sneakers. Go. You know what I mean? Because I used to be outside, like, walking by you back in the day. People uh-huh. be outside with chairs, lawn chairs, and cold nights. It's like, can't yo. do
0: that life. Ooh. Because
1: it, it released, I remember it like like it was yesterday. So I was um riding in a car with a homie of mine, and I saw these cats that I knew. It mm-hmm. was outside of Ubik, waiting in line. But like, it might be like the year of the Dragon, like Jordan releases. It was like some kind of like Chinese New Year Jordans. Okay. It was outside like, yo man, I got a box. B. am trying to get another box. One guy's outside with his box showing. Like, I got the, I got the sneakers. My like, dude, if you don't go home,
0: why, is, so, why they treat your sneakers like it's crack? Like right, this He was, is... <laughs> he
1: was like, you was so happy he got the sneakers. Look like, at my sneakers, I'm My like, dude, I, me a favor. I need
0: another hit. Right. I, I need another lace. Like it was. <laughs> I was
1: like, dude tuck your sneakers under your arm and get the fuck out of here, man. Yo,
0: do do they, like, really attack people? No, nah, but I'm sne- just... Oh, okay. It's just
1: me how, I, you know, I'm just like, listen, I'm mad paranoid. If I got something fresh that cost me a lot of money, I'm, I'm not playing around with y'all, man. I'm going home.
0: Because they do that with Supreme, though, in, like, New York. Like, people be getting beat up, like, after they buy stuff. Yeah, I don't play that. Yeah, like, so, that's why I was like, do they really do that at UBIC? No, nah, like, okay. because,
1: first of all, we... We're in a concentrated area That's you true You know what I'm saying And it's um consulent. Yeah it's in Every block And it's um, it's very money Oriented over here You right. know what I'm saying Which <laughs> very means very affluent Very affluent You know <laughs> And They're not trying to have Any kind of problems over here
0: True
1: Cause I was talking to somebody About how back in the day um, You know you, You're, you're a, a youngster In the games This is before your time <laughs> Well not really You were like Probably in your teens But
0: Okay
1: One night Somebody backed up their pickup truck, or like, or their car, or whatever, into the diesel store up the block. Really? Backed into that joint, stole jeans, and got the fuck out of there, yo. That's what they did. And I was like, yo, remember going by? I was like, yo, where's the front window at? Because it, it got knocked out. Really? Yeah. That hadn't happened. A, that was like a good. Damn, was it five, six years ago? It might have happened.
0: I've never heard about this. Yep. Yo.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh. You yeah, it's how. Yeah, but they ain't start going down here anymore. You know we're in the. You know the. Uh, the lavish parts of Central City.
0: <laughs> we're in Rittenhouse Square. Yeah, uh, Square. square.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Everything costs an arm and a leg, restaurant-wise. But you know it's different. Yeah, we just altogether. pay ten dollars
0: for
1: chili. Yeah. We're talking about ten dollars a piece or just ten dollars altogether. A piece. For some chili?
0: For chili. Well, what's in the chili? Three beans.
1: <laughs> Are these golden beans?
0: No, they're not the ones that Jack had.
1: Wow. First of all, nice reference right there.
0: Go. I told y'all I should be a rapper.
1: Yo, uh, soap bars, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We should end the show with a freestyle. Nah, I am not put you on the spot like that. <laughs> all right, yo. This was... um thirteenth episode of a nineteen eighty four fly dial podcast. I wanna thank uh my beautiful guest brain for you. being here.
0: Thank you. I wanna thank you for having me on. I wanna thank you for giving us water. And we are in we're in the sky right now, y'all.
1: No doubt. Even though we're all on like, the second, third floor, we're in the sky. We're in the sky right now. The sky. <laughs> With the birds. <laughs> a shout out to her for a videographer, to the stars, To Ali in the corner, you know what I mean? <laughs> to
0: the stars. To the
1: stars. old are you brother. I'm 23. 23? Yes. Y'all. Y'all 21, 23.
0: Shit. You
1: know what I'm saying? By the time we reach my my age, y'all going to be taking over everything, man. you. Dude, I'm looking, you. looking for y'all. Oh, man. Yo. You
0: coming with us, though.
1: Yo, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going like, to be like Yoda, man. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going to be the old dude in the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sipping on champagne. That's all that matters.
0: Obi-Wan, even though he like was only really important in the second movie, mm-hmm. the importance... Yo. It's still re- like relevant to this day. So
1: Just know, I'm finna be there. Or you know what? Scratch that. I'm going to be like Drake's Pops, yo. I'm oh, Mr. Dennis? Mr. Dennis Graham in the corner, like Dennis, that Dennis Dennis. In the corner <laughs> drinking that uh, Virginia Black whiskey. <laughs> like, there they go. There they go. we wearing some loud purple shoes on stage. Like, yeah.
0: You got to come through like that.
1: I definitely will, man. You got I mean, to. Look, I just, because people talk about youth culture, what's young, what's going on, what's fresh. You guys are it.
0: Oh, thank you. You
1: guys are it. You guys are making it happen. Because, look, you had a podcast. You interviewed those 10 different artists. Y'all made something dope. And every interview was something to learn from each and every single one of them. Right. And you're continuing on with your movement. And you're making something good, something great for the city, mm-hmm. something for yourselves. And, yo, I'm just happy to be here to witness what you guys are doing. Thank you. Know you know what I'm saying? And one more that, I got to stop saying the word guys because, like, that's, you know. But like that's heavy.
0: That's in my vocabulary too yeah. and so a lot of times i'm like hey guys and then i'm like hey people and i'm like i should be more politically correct correct and i'm like
1: yeah yeah it's tough
0: i'm like hey y'all I, i'm a y'all person up, y'all? like if you're if you like you follow me on twitter i say y'all all the time mm. like that's just you know
1: I walked into a room full of, of women, like at my job, right? Uh-huh. I said, "Hey guys, y'all, everything okay in here?" I walked out. I was like, "Oh shit, I did it! I did it! I, didn't I mean, did do it. it! I mean, I got our ladies, you know." What I'm you saying?
0: gotta, you gotta like make a um, an announcement over. It. Hey guys, oh, see, it's naturally. Hey people, I did not mean to offend. It's just naturally embedded into yes. the the vocabulary. Love y'all, A-town down. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day Yeah If you feel really offended Lunch is on me I You might, know
1: I might get y'all Some uh, hot sausages Out here you, you know You know what I mean
0: th- there, That might be another issue Oh here. yeah my bad Oh yeah whoops uh, See You gotta be careful
1: I get some chicken Cheese salads. salads. There we go That's healthy Uh huh my bad. I realized if I said hot sausages on my eye. You know yeah, that's male.
0: Uh, you know that's male gender. You got to be careful.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. hit you with the sausage.
0: <laughs>
1: the hot sausages. That's enough. I get too in trouble in here. <laughs> so yeah, that's another episode of the Dot Podcast. Do you have anything you want to say? Be you plug yourself. Tell um, me where they can find you.
0: So you can find me that's on you, Twitter at Soap on the Couch. Um, you can find me also on Twitter at Sabreen, S-V-B-R-E-E-N. Um, season two of Soap on the Couch is currently on air. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties, so um, we're going to be officially running probably again in, like, the next two weeks, um, yeah, when our shipments come in. Um, so yeah, in the next two weeks,
1: shipments is not coke. Talking about no, all
0: the equipment. <laughs> yeah, all of our equipment come in So right. you'll uh, catch. We'll we'll be back in full effect. Um, doing interviews again, uh, full time. Um, we have a new segment on Soap on the Couch coming soon. So I'm gonna be like getting in contact with a lot of artists really soon. Um, I'm really excited for it. And Aku, is your turn.
1: First off, I want to give a shout out to the 1984 Flyer Dot podcast. I feel a lot of love. I feel a lot of genuine energy. I feel a lot of helping other people out and sharing. Right. But by the way, my name is Akua Ali. You can find me on Instagram at A A Q U I L A L I.
0: Mm -hmm. Boom. Thank you. And. Are we supposed to say and we're out?
1: Yeah, you can say you're out. You can say or well, like you know you're uh, you're tackling How are you in just show? Uh, you're, you're my guest, so boom. You have the, yeah, yeah. Shout team out team. to
0: everybody. You know, was it was fun. We had a great time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, be safe. Um, be safe, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. And There we go. <laughs>
1: You win!